Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Where today is Tuesday, and many of you are aware that Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed family therapist, as well as someone else, maybe that's in the industry or that is a Bible scholar. Because let me get this light right, because it is too bright in here. So, and so. And like I said, and you guys know, I don't claim to be a Bible scholar, because I'm not. But I do the best I can. That's why with today's show is entitled, Step Up Your Prayer Life. Because when we start talking about prayer, today, more than ever, we really need to have a personal relationship with our power. So I want you to know this show is not about religion, even though we talk about believers and non-believers. But the thing is, and I've heard individuals say, well, you know what, Jeanette, many gods, I've heard that, you know, my religion is I am Christian, I'm a Baptist, I'm Protestant, I'm Jehovah Witness, I'm Catholic, I'm Buddhist, I'm Muslim. So I've heard a lot of different things about that. And again, it's not about religion. It's about relationship because many individuals or even when they're looking at their life and they're talking about what they're going through, we know that we are not in control. You, I was telling someone today, when I talked to my significant other on phone, and we were talking about COVID. And here we got the vaccine, but yeah, then they talk about they got another strain. So is this new vaccine going to help with that strain? that they got now, because this is getting out of control. And that's what we got to realize is something bigger, greater out there. And we need someone, like they say, how big is your, or how big is your problem, how big is your God? Now, our world, like we said, as we know it, basically appears to fall into pieces. It's a mess. But it's also our perception of how we're dealing with this and how we view it, too. And many are actually losing their faith and their trust as well. Now, as a believer, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I can say, even with this topic, as a child, I remember hearing my mother pray. My mother was a praying woman. And many of you may not realize, but Precious Predicaments, Precious was her name. And this is my way of giving and honoring my mother as well as sharing information, knowledge, and resources with individuals. As I, again, like I said, I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I'm the owner of two corporations with five different locations. And I cannot reach everybody by coming into my office or seeing individuals with telehealth. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that need some help. So I'm going to do my own. So if you're a licensed therapist, a LMFT, OCSW, can you call and need some therapist to take some of these clients off my back? So because there are individuals that they're looking for someone to talk to. And at times, you've got to go back to communicating and talking with God. And like I said, I remember as a kid watching my mother pray. And I learned at that time that was how she communicated with God. 
I didn't know what it meant. I used to think she was always telling on me because my name kept coming up. And even when she passed, I got her Bible and I saw a whole lot of pages with my name on it and my card in it. And I guess I was, she told me I wore her Bible out, you know. But that was her way of speaking to God. And I learned that I had to go to God on my own, even though she was interceding as my mother on my behalf when I was a teenager out there. So today's show is designed to assist individuals that are interested in stepping up their life. There also may be individuals that may be interested in developing a more consistent prayer life. And consistency is interesting because a lot of times we want to give up. We read about that yesterday, so I don't want to talk about this today. Or my prayer was answered or my prayer didn't get answered. So we have to learn to be consistent. You know, a lot of times, even when I'm doing a show, I don't like working these things. I'm looking at using my camera. I don't understand why I'm down on a thing. I need to figure this part of the setup, but I got to figure this mess out later. Choose how you create your live video. Okay. So, but the thing is, we have to learn to be consistent. And in the Bible, they talk about praying without ceasing. Now, when we talk about this, not only is it being consistent, um, developing a prayer, a prayer life, a more, a better prayer life, there's things that we can do, and there's ways and areas that we all can improve on. So give me a call, and let's talk about it. And if you are a pastor out there, if you are a deacon, if you are a ministry, because I was trying to tag people that I know that are in ministry, please help me with this topic, because... I can't tell people to do things that I'm not doing my dog on self because I know I need to step mine up. And a lot of individuals do want to go in fellowship and they want to go to church. And we know that right now we're doing Zoom church. We're, you know, we're listening to Joyce Myers and Creflo and, and all these individuals out there that we're trying to have pour into our But we have to develop our own personal relationship. So, in, give me a call, 506-387-1914. Like I said, I'm running kind of late. I was out shopping trying to get cabinets so I can remodel my kitchen, and thank God I was able to do that. So that's my Christmas gift to myself as a brand new kitchen. So when we start talking about prayer, what, what do that mean? You know, I've heard the saying, more power more prayer, more prayer, more power. You know, sometimes individuals will only go and they'll say or we'll do the, the Lord's Prayer or, you know, and, and talking about praying, giving individuals, a, like, what is that about? You know, and I've heard people say, look, don't make me go to me. You know, and we would, as a kid, our parents would teach us to say, now I lay me down to sleep. If I pray for my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, pray Lord my soul to take. And that was our prayer so that if something happened in our sleep, that we was right. We was, we was going to be good with our higher power. Now, when we talk about just to pray, they, I'm looking at it basically in regards to just the, the definition of just pray. To address a solemn request or an expression of thanks or other objective object of worship. Because sometimes we can pray we can worship. Now, as an adverb is used as a 
preface to polite quest are instructions, meaning we are giving God some instructions because we're trying to trying to tell them what we want. Now there are also four main types of prayers. We have in regard to formal prayer, the traditional Catholic Church talked about the four different types. We got the Christian prayer, prayer of admiration and blessings, prayer of repentance, prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude. And we got the intercession prayer. Because I remember when I would be in church and they would have so many different types of prayer, and especially the intercession, I would always have to stand and step in for my son and be getting on my nerves or, you know, and praying for my finances and praying for our leadership, praying for the church, you know. We would always just want to pray for other people. And sometimes we forget or would forget to pray for ourselves and just to communicate with God. Now, when we start talking about even just doing it, sometimes we need to step it up a notch. We need to to get more in a practice and developing healthy habits and making prayer a part of that habit. Now, I'm going to be on Facebook Live with you guys long. I know yesterday I did the whole show on Facebook, and I don't plan on doing it today because, I'm, like I said, I'm looking at this little box, and I got this light on, and I know I need to clean up this room up in here, so I got some work I need to do. But I do want you guys to call in if you have questions, if it's something that you want to share, if it's something that you want to talk about, because a lot of times, like I said, people are out there struggling. Individuals, many individuals are in need of things, and there are some things that only God can do for you. You know, we want to call mama, we want to call daddy, we want to, you know, we want to call Rookie to help us out and do things, but sometimes we got to learn and we got to understand that there may be some situations we get ourselves in that only God can get us out of, and that's where that relationship becomes very important. Because you don't want you want to make sure he know who you are, and also you got to figure out and you got to learn who he is too. Now, I want to first start off by talking about questions because these were some of the questions that I was coming up with, and it was talking about is your prayer life a mess? Somebody might say, well, mine is not a mess. You know, I pray in the morning, pray at lunch, pray in the evening, pray all the time. There's other individuals like myself. I remember, thank God, there was a, a woman that was poured into my life. God rest her soul. Her name was Sarah Porter. I remember when I told her one time I didn't know how to pray because I thought I had to, it be a certain way to do it. And, and even around the holidays, every time somebody started blessing the food, my family remember, no, I always, because I started laughing or the prayer be too long or I got something to say or, you know, my nose itch or feet or do something to get people in trouble. And I know I was being messy, so I, I apologize for that. So I know my prayer was mess. And that's why, like I said, I know going into a new year, I step it up. Now, individuals, when we start talking about how do we even do it, and I was going back to Miss Porter's, I remember one time I told her how to pray. And she gave me a book. She gave me a book for everything. And the book was by Iyana Van Zandt. And it was every day I pray, 
It had songs. It had, you know, and she just always give me books about prayer and books about this. I got tired of reading all the books. Some books I didn't even open. But she tried to help me. Then I had other people pour into my life, especially after my mother passed, that was trying to teach me how to pray because I didn't, I didn't get it. I'm not going to even sit here tonight. I just didn't get it. Now, when we're talking about, and I'm looking at something, and it talks about, I hope they will encourage you to make 2021 a year of prayer. And so this is not on my heart. And one of the things that they talked about is know to whom you are speaking. Ask for God's will. And a lot of times I know that's where I got in trouble. It wasn't always God's will and I was praying. It was because I want to tell Jeanette, especially like around Christmas, if I wanted a bicycle or whatever I wanted, I would tell him what I wanted. If I didn't get it, I would get kind of upset. But I had to accept that it wasn't my will. It was God's will. And say what you need. A lot of times God knows your needs. Sometimes we'll go to him with our wants, but what's important is say what you need. Ask for forgiveness. A lot of times individuals miss that part in prayer. They're so busy just talking to God. They forget to ask God to forgive them for some things that they've said, for some things that they've done. And it doesn't mean that you got to just go in there and just keep on, Lord, and you know you did it and you do it again. Keep going back to say, forgive me again, Lord. But we do have to ask for forgiveness. We also have to pray for a Pray for someone that you know that may be going through or that may be in need of something. So sometimes you have to stand, stand in the gap for people. Pray for a word. Sometimes before the show, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Or I'll call other people and like, you know, is there anything on your heart? Is there anything that you want people to know? So, you know, we can pray for a word. And we have to sometimes memorize scripture. Because if you stand on God's word, if you stand on the promises of God's word, then we know God is a man that he shall not lie. Now, I'm looking at something, and it goes into the person that wrote this in regards to eight keys to a more prayerful life in 21. And she indicates, I love Luke 5.16, because it shows just like you and me, Jesus needed a break from the demands of his busy life to recharge his grief and spend time with his heavenly father. Now, that right there is important because the life of Christ is intended to give us examples we can follow and learn from. So even though he was God, Jesus didn't draw on his superpowers as a son of God to facing life challenges because we got a lot of life challenges going on. And instead, he was exhausted or burdened or in need of a spiritual refreshment, he would slip away to pray because that's when you know, I need to break. I need to go pray. And, and it doesn't mean that just because you're upset with someone, you say, I'm going to pray for you because they don't know if you're praying good things or you're praying bad things. Now, is, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And that's in Luke 5, 6. 
There was a movie years ago, I think it was called The War Room, where this woman would just go in her closet and pray. You know, and a lot of our um, elders, a lot of the mothers of the church, you know, I miss that. When they would just have just prayers and corporate prayers and shut-ins. And, you know, and we don't get to see that. Uh, we would see things changing and families. We would see people moving. We would see, you know, kids that was on drugs, no longer on drugs. We would see, you know, a lot of different things. People were being healed of sicknesses. And and I was, it was scary and spooky at some point, but I was like astounded, astounded of some of the things that I saw. Because one of the things it taught me was that prayer is one of the most powerful weapons God has given us. Is the power of prayer. And we need to believe that, especially when we start looking ahead at 2021. And it is, it hasn't been more important for God's people to be on our knees and know how to pray is not always easy. That is one of the reasons why we got to step it up. Just the other day, I was trying to decide because I've been consistent. I said, I'm going to get this weight off of me. I said, I'm going to wear my hair. I'm doing all of that. But I was praying. I mean, I was doing some exercise. I was getting tired. I was getting weary. I was like, Lord, please let me finish this 30 minutes for the exercise. But as I was getting on the floor, my daughter said, Mom, you know, you ain't going to be able to get up. <laughs> but I made sure I got on that floor. I did sit up, some crunches, some, some push-ups, but I got up off that floor. So she thought I was going to need some help. But the Lord. God was able to help me get up. And every day since then, I still be doing my little exercises because I make sure I develop healthy habits. And sometimes we got to pray. And we got to pray even just for strength to be able to certain things. Now, when we start talking about this, and even, and I'm going to give you guys some information on what I'm looking at, is even when we start talking about a lot of times, many of us don't know how to start. We don't know what to say because it's not easy, but it is doable. And sometimes individuals become confused because sometimes we just start babbling. But you can do it however you want to do it, but just do it. But knowing how to pray, like I said, it's not always easy. And Jesus' disciples felt the same confusion. So it's not just me or anybody else, it happens. So what happened is Jesus prayed with a kind of authority and the power they had never seen before and as though God was listening. You got to let your prayers be known and you got to be serious about what you're talking about. So they came to Jesus as told in Matthew 6, they didn't say teach another prayer. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew 6, 9, 13, is Christ's response. It is a beautiful prayer, one that every Christian should hide in their heart. And I sometimes we got to challenge individuals. And sometimes that was one of the first prayer that individuals basically learned, even as a kid. They pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our day, this day, 
our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, from evil. When we talk about deliver us from evil, that is huge because there's a lot of things going on in this world. There's a lot of people I know when, when, I, when my mother passed and I got her Bible and I'm kept, she would always mark names and put doors. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, I used to want people to interpret her Bible for me to tell me what was on her mind when she was praying because she would highlight things in the Bible. She would, I mean, I, I saw in my room and read the Bible. I mean, it's a hot mess. Even if she blamed it on me and said I wore her Bible out, but she was wearing her own Bible out. But I want to give you information, and it talks about that I will hope it will encourage you to make 2021 a year of prayer, because we do need to step our prayer life up. One, know to whom you are speaking. Prayer is a conversation with God, and every conversation begins with addressing the person whom you're speaking to by name. When you go to someone, you call them by their name. When you go to your parents, you can say either mom, you say dad, you can say their name, their brothers, your sister. You address them. You acknowledge them. So our Father in heaven, he focused on a distinct person, the Heavenly Father, with whom he has a personal relationship. And that's one of the biggest issues that individuals have. It's, they get scared. Even when I remember watching some television shows and people would go to church or they would go to the altar and they was like, you know, Lord, I know I haven't been here or, you know, God, I know you don't know who I am. My name is so-and-so. And there, that's a step in the right direction of trying to introduce yourself or to be. So you want to make sure, like I said, you know who you're speaking to and that you develop a relationship and we share the same right to call God, Father, and there are times where we need to our Abba Father, Daddy God, but God is three distinct persons, and sometimes individuals will say it's different, and like I said, we're not talking about religious stuff, we're talking about relationship, and individuals find it helpful in their prayer times to focus on which of the Holy Trinity, and they think that they need to talk to, and often they talk to Jesus, sometimes they say, when they get in trouble, Jesus, some people say God. Some of them say, I'm a father. So we want to know who you are addressing. Now, the next one is, like I said earlier, we got to thank him. Don't just ask for something or tell him your name and don't say thank you. That is a part of being polite. Now, if I feel thank you, we'll always start a great conversation. Like with any parent, God loves me that we have grateful hearts. But more important, as we take time to praise God for all he's done in the past, the answered prayers, basically impossible situations, overcome the healing and the grace or faith to believe for even greater to prayer grows stronger. Like I said, I'm running like a, running out like a chicken and my head cut off because prior to trying to do his show, I had to get in the morning and go to a place where the people have been mistreating the man that was going there looking for my cabinets. But then soon he walked in and I walked in, they looked at me, they took him serious. They knew that he was really coming to buy something, but before that, they were just mistreating that man. So we walked in, 
Thank God they got good prices, so I want to see. I'm going to give a little shout-out to them. If you're looking for some cabinets, go to Apex, because they gave me a really good deal on some cabinets. So, as a matter of fact, even people within there was happy, because they said it was the cheapest that they found, even looking at going through loads and loads, but they got some really good deals. So, I, I get a new kitchen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for Christmas or after Christmas, because I need you. Now, when we start talking about thanking him and having a conversation, we got to have a, a grateful heart when we do that. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, ask for God's will. Not God's will, but God's will. The Lord's prayer is not the only thing Jesus role modeled a heart of obedience and submission to the will of God over his own desires and needs. And that is hard. Because yesterday we talked about being selfish. And it wasn't always a good thing, wasn't always a bad thing. It's how you perceive it, how you look at it. But a lot of times when we start talking about God's done, if it's God's will, it's going to be done. Now, whether you ask for it, whether you acknowledge it, whether you want it, it's going to be done. Not your will would be done. In a world where right and wrong, frequently confused, and the future is so uncertain, it can be hard to know how to pray or what to ask for when difficult circumstances arise, because a lot of times we don't know what to say. And I say, one of the things that, and and this is, again, this is Jeanette talking, because I'm waiting on somebody to call in, call some help with this. A lot of times when individuals are sick and shut in, we want them to leave. We don't want to see nobody transition, pass over. They can be, and I'm just going to say a thousand, even though I don't know nobody ever made that long, but they can be a thousand, but we still want them here on earth. Whether they, whether they even know where they are, we don't sometimes want to let them go. That's our will. It's not God's will. Now, even when we see children that are sick or dying, you know, and, and I've seen kids and they just be so happy. And even though that they're sick and they're going through, that's God's will. And, you know, and some will be saved, some will be here a little longer, but eventually we all go go through and we all go be, we just passing through. So a lot of times we don't want to let go, but again, our will versus God's will. Because God's will for those who love him is good. And the safest place we can be is in the center of his divine will. That is powerful. Again, say what you need. In Jesus' time, bread was a staple and one of the most basic needs of life. And he did not hesitate to ask God to provide it. But we often hesitate to bother God with the little things we need, thinking he shouldn't be bothered. The big problems come, we try everything we can to solve the problem before we think to pray. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. That is deep. Don't mean you're going to get it, but you should at least ask for it if that's what you know that you now, again, 2021 is going to be interesting. Some individuals kept talking about they want this 
because all of this, and now they're talking about, well, you know what? It's only $600. It's this, is that. We have our own perception of things, and people's needs and wants vary. So your Father in heaven delights to give you good gifts. Now, I want to go into the, when I mentioned earlier about asking for forgiveness, even in prayer, because a lot of times people don't realize that that is a part of prayer. Some people look at it as it just being a part of just repenting. But James 5.16 reminds us that if we want our prayer life to be heard, our hearts need to be right with God and with one another. A lot of times our prayer life is a mess. A personal life is immense because we still got a lot of anger, hate, malice towards other people. You know, I'm, I'm watch the news. We still got people engaging in drive-bys. We still got the violence going on. We still got all of this stuff going on, and we need to get it right. Now is not the time. And God, we start talking about if you feel are bouncing off the ceiling, take time to check your heart. It's like the old, there was a song that used to check yourself before you wreck yourself. So holding on to all of that stuff, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. And I mentioned earlier, pray with a friend. Or sometimes you can pray for a friend or someone. There's power and agreement when you pray in Jesus' name. When I have a need to take me for the throne of God, I will often call a friend to pray with me. And that's when they say, when two or more are gathered. That's powerful. Now, if you don't already have one, make finding a trusted prayer partner one of your goals for next year. And um, a lot of times, you know, some individuals, they have prayer meetings. They do corporate prayers. You know, they have a prayer line. There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't even realize. And especially now that we got Zoom and all these other electronic stuff going on, there's ways we can get together and we can pray for one another and pray with one another and pray the word. Now, a spiritual prayer warrior and a much, when we talk about these prayer warriors, they were our mothers of the church. They was our mamas, our grandmamas. And now, sometimes our grandbabies, and so the, I, <laughs> I was in my grandbaby, I was thinking of my little grandson. You know, he's interesting because he's being taught to pray at a very young age, and also it's even quoting scriptures. So when we start talking about prayer warriors, you can become that if you step up your prayer life. You know, there's some people that will go to other people's prayer. I remember one time, my um, daughter-in-law asked me, um, Jeanette, can you call um, so-and-so and ask her to pray for me because I'm God listen to his prayers. And I had to let her know, God will listen to your prayers too if you develop a relationship with him. So we got to make sure that we we do that. Now, when I talked earlier, memorizing scripture, the most important key to a vibrant prayer life is to understand our spiritual authority in Christ, as explained in the scriptures. Because the only way to do it is to become intimately familiar with the Bible. You've got to know your word. Even in the day, in the word of God will add strength and authority to your prayer. And you know, and it makes a difference because now 
I was so happy when they came out with Audible Bibles verses where you can, even if you don't feel like reading, you can also listen to the word. So there's other ways. So that just let me know we really have no excuse. And if you haven't already started, you can start today. You can start tonight, but you need to start. Now, I want to give you some information, and this talks about 12 steps to change your prayer life. Because some people will say, well, Jeanette, I already pray, or I need more. You got to want it. You you really got to want it. You know, like I said, even with me with exercising, I don't want to exercise. Even when I was younger and played softball and, you know, in high school, did all of this stuff, I know I'm not where I was when I school. I get that. But I have to want to be healthy for my grandchildren. I have to want to be healthy for my better half. I got to want to be healthy so that I'm taking care of me because I don't want to be sick and and doing all of this. Part of this in the sickness is you want to be healthy mentally, physically, as well as spiritually. So I'll share with you some information, and it's coming from crosswalks.com. And it talks about 12 steps to change your prayer life. We all can we all can change some things. Now, the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. He directs like the water course phrases and he when he pleases. And in Proverbs 21, 1, it says, If your thoughts wander during your prayer time, instead of trying to focus them back into your try following them. Perhaps the Lord has another agenda. See, sometimes we track. Like I said, I am one that, like I said, I will run around like a chicken with my head cut off, be multitasking, having a million and one things, to get this done, that done, this done, that done. And I may have my plan, but there is an agenda for my life. There's a plan for my life. And sometimes we may be taken off track because maybe it's something else we need to be working on. Another thing that happens is but when you pray, go into your room, Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. And that's in Matthew 6. One of the things that we need to do in order to change our prayer life, because some people, you know, Jeanette, I don't have no place to go, or as too many people living in my house. Set a time for prayer and consider it unbreakable commitment. Keep your set appointment every day for at least a week. If you do that, you're creating a new habit. When you do that, you, you kind of you got you're getting your priorities straight. I try to do mine before I go to bed at night, or when I wake up in the morning. I want to thank you for waking me up. When I'm going to bed at night, I want to go to bed at peace with a clear head. You know, not carrying the the, the world on my shoulders, especially being a therapist and what I'm hearing all day and all of this other mess and family. I want to be at peace when I go to sleep. So, again, you want us for one side, set your schedule prayer time to be the centerpiece of your day and arrange everything else to fit around it. Another thing, every or very early in the morning, while it's still talk, Jesus got He left the house and went into the solitary place where he prayed. That is in Mark 1, 35. Give God the first fruit of your day. 
for one week, give and give the very first 30 minutes of your day to prayer. Some people do that before they even I know people get up in the morning, play their gospel music, go get their Bible, sit at the table, and he ain't going to do nothing until he read his Bible and listen to his gospel music every morning, early in the morning, okay? Another thing, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, and that's in Luke 5, 16. Find a place in your home where you can be alone and undistracted during your prayer time and keep your Bible, your prayer journal, your pen, and your, or whatever tools that you may use in that place so that everything is ready. And prayer time each day, make that your sacred place. I was talking about the movie where the woman went into her closet. Some people do that. People go into a certain room. Some people may go in their backyard. Some people may go up under a certain tree or whatever it is. Make that your place, but find that place. Now, number five, it indicates, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And that's in Isaiah 6.1. As you start prayer time, before you say anything, let your mind see him. High and exalted, and yourself in a position of worship before him. Stay in that inner posture until the glory fills your and the train of his robe fills the temple. And I'm like, you know, that's that right there can also bring you some peace. And on number six, it indicates, but Jesus, someone touched me. I know the power. That is going out from me. And Luke 8 46. Take time to become truly alive to the presence with you. Be aware that as you touch him through prayer, his power is released into your life. And number seven, all my people hear my teaching, listen to the word of my mouth, and that's in um, Psalms 8 1. Read your Bible in the morning with the awareness that you are listening to the words of his mouth. Stop at the first word phrase. Are those that get your attention and let the Father speak to you and let it shape your prayer. See, a lot of times when we do that, giving us confirmation, because sometimes you can be like myself, and you read the word and you're trying to figure it out. And you want God to give you some clarity. If you read the word and you go to him and you pray in and you, you develop an relationship and it'll make sense. Because I know alone for a long time, I just, I, I, I didn't get it. I, 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 first admit, I it did not get it. But I also knew it was something that you didn't want to play with. And I, I remember I used to ask my grandmother, why do people have a Bible open on certain pages? My grandmother would say, just turn the pages. Turn their pages, and I go back to their house, their Bible on the same page, and I was like, "But the person don't even read it, but it just sit right there." But they knew when it had been touched too. Now another thing it indicates is, and we talked about not our will, but your will, and you got to remember the deeds of the Lord. And my tongue will speak of your righteousness and your praises all day long. 
Now, when we start, and I want to call in that may be struggling or call in and let me know. I mean, because your own personal relationship, I get that. But there may be people like myself that was like, you know what? My prayer life is a mess. I need to get it together. I I got some things going on in my relationship. I got some things going on in my heart that I need to improve because I don't want to carry all of this into another year. I don't want, I need to release this. And, you know, the only thing that's going to change this is I need God to, to start anew in me. I need to, to work on some things. And like I said, there's a lot of individuals out there. Now, I have some information, and it talks about my prayer life as a, a, a mess. And three ways I'm seeking to improve. Because you got to first acknowledge the mess. My uh, cousin was on the radio with me yesterday, and he said something about a person that said, if you sit in enough, you don't even smell it. And that's true. Because sometimes some people get so used to the way that they live, and they think that that's all they're And it's not. It, it really isn't. You know? Now, it indicates my prayer life needs help. Always been a struggle for me. My prayer life is a mess, but there are three things I'm doing to improve. Now, when this individual wrote this article and they talk about some of the things in regards to what they've done is in regards to trying to fix their prayer life, I want to go over this article, and it's like driving me nuts. Now, in this person, as a mom of young children, they knew that prayer was important. They knew that they not only did they have to pray for themselves, they had to pray for their children, they had to pray for their finances, they had to pray for their home. You know, they had to just pray. Because the truth is they wanted to pray at the same time every day, but they knew that sometimes they probably wouldn't be able to do it. You know, they knew that, you know, raising kids sometimes is hard. If you're married, you want to make sure that you're attending to the needs of your husband as well as attending to your own needs. If you got a job, you try. Make sure that you got, you know, so you, you know, some people come up with excuses and distractions and they feel that the relationship is important except for their relationship with God. And if you are a seasonal or constant chaos, this is what they say that you're not alone. God knows seasons of motherhood and what you're trying to do and he ordained them. He gets more glory when we serve our children with a joyful heart than he would if we're able to steal away for a private devotion with him. And that right there is is deep. So he knows we're tired, and he knows when we're weary. God knows. Because I know sometimes I'm so exhausted, I just want to just go pass out. But I know that i got to have my strength. I've had people tell me, you know, Jeanette, I'll pray for you. Uh, Jeanette, I'm, you know, I'm concerned about you, and I appreciate that. I really do. Now, when we start talking about the three things that the person did, and and indicate regardless of our seasons, we need to be intentional with our prayer life. We can't put it off just because it's hard. So it goes back to that we don't have no excuse. We really don't. And even though Jesus was often interrupted. He still prayed, leaving us an example to follow. Like I said, my mother worked hard. She raised three girls. She, 
you know, as a single parent. But I watched her pray. She still would take time to pray. She still would take time to make us go to church. She still would take time to try to take us on vacation and do these things. She made time. But we must put one foot in front of the other rather than one prayer in front of the other and seek to grow in prayer. And we got to seek it. We got to want it. Because we really need prayer, like I said now, more than anything. We need to work on how to get our prayer lives in order. Now, a lot of times people don't have the answer. Like I said, that's why I wanted people to call in and share what they are doing. Because sometimes we go through these stages when we have to change things. We go through pre-contemplation, contemplation, then the action, then we got to maintain it, and it's a cycle that we have to go through. And a lot of times we don't want to make it a priority, but we do need to make prayer a priority. And the indicator wrote this, this article, talks about the three ways that they're seeking to improve their prayer life is they're reading scriptures to encourage their prayer life. And that's where scriptures become important. I mean, I don't have, like I say, my stuff on place, but I have books. I have a lot of different things that talk about the promises of God. I, I have things that have scriptures. I have things. So sometimes, like I said, you got to remember them, meditate them on them, pray, on, pray over them. And one of the things, when this person says, and I'm reading scriptures to encourage my prayer life, I started by doing a word study on prayer. Then they looked up additional words like prayer, praying, prayers, request, seek, and they look at and try to define each word. That's the way I started this show off, by doing it that way. Because too often, prayers are circumstantial. And what happens is they it's like a bottle type prayer. Change this and that, Lord. Very few of your prayers worship, thanksgiving, or faith, and following some of the scriptures that stood out to them as they did in their study. So when you're going through things, and it says, oh, this one, oh, my God, I'm looking at this, this is crazy. If my people who are called by my name humbled themselves and turned from their wicked ways, that hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land, now my eyes will be open and my ears to the prayer that is made in this place, for now I have chosen and consecrated his house that my name will for will be there forever. My eyes and heart will be there all times in Second Chronicles. You know, I that's just wow. My ex-mother-in-law, she stood on that prayer about if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. And today is her birthday. Rest in peace, Ms. Zeddy May Harvest. And um, it's interesting how that prayer just came up because one of her favorites. Um, another one, it talks about watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So a lot of times when we get caught up in situations, we have to pray. When things seem like it's becoming too much for us, we need to pray. Ourselves growing weary and weak, we have to pray. When we see something somebody else that we don't like or we're not pleased with, we need to pray. 
And likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us and groaning to deep words in Matthew 28. If anyone amongst us is suffering, let pray. And that's in James 5.13a. But you, beloved, build yourself up in the most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit, and that's in Jude 1.2. Now, there's a lot of things that we're talking about when people are going through. There's a prayer for everything. And so the second thing that person did was she's creating a prayer notebook. That's important because keeping your prayer request it's hard for a lot of people because sometimes we may have a prayer for this today, a prayer for that tomorrow, a prayer da 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 da. So starting with a prayer notebook, I keep a book even with the radio topics. I put everything. I'm sorry, but I put everything so I know what I talked about. Some notes that I took along the way. It's very important pen to pencil. You know, even sometimes I'm doing therapy and people something and while I'm doing the therapy and I'll say, you know, you know you just gave me a radio topic, right? Or you know I need to talk about this on the show, right? You know and, and it's not breaching the one's confidentiality or anything like that, but they'll say something to hit my spirit some kind of way to where I want to share it with other people. And sometimes you gotta pray and you just gotta meditate on that too. But keep a prayer notebook. And the last thing Oh, wow, interesting. I'm borrowing my prayers from others. Since discovering her tendencies to like a genie in a bottle, prayer, going out to seek the prayer from others, make your own. So she asked the Holy Spirit to keep her in prayer and use examples of the following places and turn it into a habit. You know, you want to make sure that you start healthy habits. So if you don't have a prayer life, start a prayer life. You know, tell someone, you know what, I want to start a Bible study. I would like for you to to pray with me. I would like for you to, you know, help me find my way. But the thing is, like I said, they got a lot of different things going on. I'm looking at something, and it's basically called um, Lifeway Women, How to Grow Your Prayer Life. And there's groups of individuals that get together. That, and one of the things that they find is they talk about the different steps, discover the secret to prayer. Because prayer is powerful. It can move mountains. It can move things. It can change things. It can, you know, make things, remember things. It, it's, there's beauty in prayer. Now, one of the things that they're talking about is, he said, because God answered me when I pray, I pray. And when I pray, I can do so with confidence and expectation. Meaning, like I said, make your prayer a habit. But there's a saying to hear say, said quite awfully. They should say, say it, claim it, believe it, and receive it. And if it's God, it's going to happen. It goes back to when they said a little emoji, talking about won't he do it? Yes, he will. Now, God hears you when you pray. And understanding this marvelous truth is a step to growing in prayer. 
See, a lot of times we'll say, well, I don't want to ask him for nothing because, you know, I don't deserve it. He's not going to give it to me. And sometimes we do that with our parents. You know, I got kids that they don't care what they ask me for. They act like I'm move mountains and get stuff done. Even with my grandkids. But I do my best. But I still got to God because I can't give you everything you ask me for. I got to go and I got to seek but just to make sure that I'm not overstepping my boundaries because it may not be for you to have right now. You know, that kind of goes into my granddaughter about to graduate high school and Lord knows she wants my Mercedes. But my thing is, I don't even want to get that Mercedes service. So I know good and well, she ain't going to want to pay to get that Mercedes service. So she needs something that's a lot smaller, a lot more economical. But she's looking like, well, I can get my granny Mercedes and my granny will get something else. And, you know, it can happen. But you got to watch what you for. Because if you get it, can you keep it? And see, and if God is in it, it will last. But if not, sometimes we ask for things and we lose it because we really didn't need it. And sometimes God's way of showing us, you know, you really didn't need that. And I'm going to give it to you anyway, just to teach you a lesson. Now, another thing is we talked earlier and in regards to um, designated time and a place to pray because we that's very important that we do that. And be specific in your request. You gotta make it known and you gotta be specific. If you don't go in there trying to confuse God by telling God, you know, God, I want this, I want that. You got this whole laundry list of stuff. You just got all your wants and wants and wants. Talking about what I took it to God and I prayed on it. But you also have to trust God with the answer. That and like goes into make sure that it's it was it's within God's will. We have to trust God with the answer. And sometimes just like going to a parent, God may not always tell us what we want to hear, but he knows what's best for us because he knows the plans for our life. But we want what we we want it, but we got to trust God with the answer. And I want you to think about that because that one right there is just powerful because it goes into Lord you know better than me. Lord, you know best. Lord, you can. And I will support you. Amen. That is powerful. Now, we have five minutes on the show. So if you want to call in, it's still not too late to call in and share, give me some insight, give me some input. Tell me some of the things that you're doing. You know, how can you want to jumpstart their prayer life? If their prayer life is a hot mess, if you know, how can they get it started? How can to even learn to, to trust God? You know, um, give me a call at 516-71914. And I promise my Christmas present to myself, God's will help you a new a laptop, and a new phone, because I got to get this, this stuff going so I won't be all crazy when I'm trying to do my Facebook Live or when I'm talking on the radio so I won't be, I can look clearer because this right here is about to drive me crazy because I want to click on it, but I don't want to lose 
something if I click on the camera part because I'm looking at it in a small, small space, and I don't think it's right, but it's okay. Now, I'm looking at something because a lot of times, you know, many of us watch a lot of movies. Many of us read books. Many of us, you know, we want somebody to, to be able to say that it happened for them. We want to see where God may have, or they have favor in their life, and we want it to be proven. Now, that goes into our faith, too, and goes into our trust. In regards to, and I'm looking at something again that's coming from crosswalk.com and talks about 11 ways to jumpstart your prayer life this year because we need power. Somebody's calling in. Thank you very much because I'm about tired of talking. Where God may have, or they have favor in their life. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number 72. How are you doing? Doing great. Just wanted to call and say thanks for those words of encouragement and just uh, being able to, to hear the call. I watched it on Facebook Live, and I was glad that you gave the number just uh, to let you know that um, you are appreciated, sister. God bless you. <laughs> I think all it is because I'll get tired of talking to myself, and I didn't want to be on Facebook Live that long. And when we're talking about the prayer life, because a lot of individuals – you know, I am a licensed therapist, and I do a lot of different things. And like I said, today I've been running a chicken with my head cut off, but it's okay. But I still take time out of my day to make sure that I'm obedient, trying to connect with individuals, to let people know. And, and I put this on Facebook. I don't mean to be bothering nobody, but I put it out there because I have a platform. People are listening. People are paying attention. And to let you know. Some people do care, and I appreciate you even calling in and even letting me know because that encourages and others and motivates individuals because you never know who's listening, and you never know whose life you may be saying, who you may be giving hope to. So I appreciate you, too. So now in regards to this, I want to talk to you, like I talk to you right now, stepping up. Prayer life, what would you want the audience to know how they can even get it started if their prayer life is a mess? They don't have to worry about being judged. So that's a relationship. What would you want? What do you want the listeners to know? One thing I would share is you just got to start right mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, acknowledge and acknowledge to God that you know he exists. Or if you don't know he exists, Ask him, and he'll tell you. See, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's about starting because you do it once and then you do it again. And and like you were saying earlier, you know, um, you go to people's homes and you see, you know, they have their Bible open, but it's still open to the same thing from the last few visits. Well, you know, in our lives, are, are we looking at God for the last few things that he has done for us? And And if you know anything about God or if you want to know about God, all you got to do is ask him, and he'll share with you, you know, the the things that he's doing in our lives. He'll remind us of how good he is. I like to think like this. God shows his mercy every moment by every breath that we breathe. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know where to start in your prayer life, just start with thanking God for the things around you. You know, mm-hmm. those are the some of my favorite prayers and best bless, and, and best prayers are just when I can just sit down and start thanking God for 
my children, my wife, my home, um, you know, the breath that I breathe, you know, not being sick and being sick and coming through and, and knowing that even if I get sick, I still have him. I thank him for just being there and just, I guess the main thing I would say is ask God for the desire to have a Ooh, prayer there you life. go. There you go. You know what? And that right there is powerful. Him, just give me the desire. Lord, show me what it means to pray. Show me that you're real. Show me that you're there. Show me that you care. Because a lot of times we look at people around us, and when we feel that other people have rejected us, gave up on us, cast us away, put us put us out, we, we want to give up. And we not give up, you know. And, and that right there is powerful. I, I appreciate you. I really do. And I want to thank you for calling in, okay? Uh-huh. Amen, right. amen. Well, Thanks, gonna... Dr. Brooks. I hope you have a great one. Um, thank and just have a Merry Christmas as well. Um, thank you. Thank you. San Diego and... checking in and Greg Martin checking out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. And I said I wasn't going to keep y'all on Facebook Live, and I did. So it wasn't my will. I didn't try to do that on purpose. But, hey, we, we, you know what? You never know who you might And like I always say, you never know who's listening. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk. Well, have a merry, safe, and blessed holiday. Oh, you know what? I gotta learn how to do this stuff. Um, Sonia, you you need you know you need to call in, Sonia. Now I'm looking at the doggone comments popping up. I didn't even see that earlier. But Sonia was saying mothers were real prayer warriors, real relationship with God. God honored their faith in Him. And you know what? That is so true. And, um, Greg Martin, thank you. I see where you are coming from now. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate you letting me um, uh, post on your page. And you indicated you guys have a, it's our seed of National International Network Ministry. And it looks like he has it Monday through Friday. I'm trying to, wrong thing, I'm going to switch. Um, and, and he put on here, in regards to Greg Martin, he's saying that the the ministry network, and it looks like the number is 978-905-000. And the access code is 691243. And it's like Monday through Friday, and there's a time on here, but I for some reason won't let me scroll down on. Right. So you can go to my Facebook. Okay, I am going to scroll down. Okay, he's saying on here that you can, um, they have a Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., Saturdays and Sundays, 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., and he'd love to see you there. So, you can go to my Facebook page with Greg Martin. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you. Because, like I said, there are prayer lines, there are ministries, there are, we, we need to, we really need to step up our prayer life. And again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, remember, Merry Christmas, be safe, and those of you that are in L.A., knock it off, because we're going to be praying for you guys, too. We have to stop these super spreader events, because people are getting sick, and people are dying. And please keep my cousin niece in prayer. She is a first responder. She's a nurse, and I mean, COVID is real. 
So let's keep those in prayer and let's stop those or pray for those that are out there playing with this spreadness because we don't need to be losing no more people. So again, happy holidays and remember, cactus. Bye bye.